such he knows his. When I walk into the cell, I put my mat down on the first thing. The dude shakes my hand. And he says, what's up, brother? I'm Dewey from Boston. I say, what's up, Dewey? I'm Tim from Galveston. And he say, who do you run with? And I say, I'm a crip. When I said that, Dewey's eyes said, he said, you're a what? Oh, shit, okay, bro. Uh, okay. And that's all Dewey said. And Dewey didn't say shit. He left, man. Walked dead out the cell. I'm packing everything, you know, getting my shit like I wanted to, trying to put my mat in my sheet. And here comes these two white dudes tatted up. And uh, dude said, hey, man, what's up, bro? How you doing? I said, I'm cool. What's up? He took his hand out, shook my hand. He said, uh, I heard you was a crip, man. I said, yeah, that's what's up. I am, yeah. He said, well, bro, uh, we'll get this shit figured out tomorrow, dog. It's rack time. I'll see you later. And I think, shit, what the fuck we got to figure out? You know what I'm saying? I don't got to figure out nothing. And uh, there it is, rack time. They yell, they put us in. Rack, rack it up, rack it up. Everybody starts running to their cells. And I mean, this fucking madhouse now. Everybody trying to go to get their last little water, microwave, whatever the fuck. And I'm still just fresh in here. You know what I mean? It's like everybody running around not paying me no attention. All right, so listen, when rack comes, I can lock in with Dewey. Then I can tell something's bad wrong. He's fucking, he's acting weird as fuck. He don't even want to hardly talk. And I just say straight up, hey, silly, let me know, bro. Are we all right? Do I got to stay up all night? What the fuck's going on, man? And he said, nah, listen, silly, really, we're okay, man. He said, uh, I got 17 years done, man. I got one left, and I don't want no problems with nobody. He said, but you can't stay in this cell, man. You're going to have to fucking move tomorrow. And I said, yeah. I said, well, that ain't no fucking problem, bro. I said, let me get to my people tomorrow. And I'm going to figure this shit out and I'm going to get the fuck out of here then. That's cool, bro. No problem. And really inside, I'm I'm really mad as fuck. Like, bitch ass dude, are you kicking me out of your cell, dude? You don't even know me. But I'm not understanding exactly what's going on yet. You know what I mean? So honestly, I really don't talk to Dewey no more that night, man. And I stayed up pretty much most of the night. I didn't know if he was going to try to do something to me, man. It was just weird. He didn't want me in there and I didn't want to be there. And I didn't know the damn guy. He was a big old white guy from Boston. Hey, if you... <laughs> If you see this, Dewey, much love, bro, because you end up being one of the coolest people ever, man. But that first night, you had me kind of tripping, bro. No lie, you know it. But anyway, so listen, the next morning, when the sales pop open at 6 a.m., here comes that same white dude back. His name was Grim, and he was from Utah, skinny tattoo artist, man. Shout out, Grim. You was, uh, was wild, too, man. We all end up knowing each other. But at that moment, Grim came straight up and said, look, homie, this is uh, racial segregation over here. And if you're a crip, you can't live with no white people, bro. Hope you understand. No hard feelings. And when he said that, I say, shit, yeah, no hard feelings, man. I said, let me get myself together. I'll get up out of here. And he shook my hand and said, no problem, bro. And that's exactly how it went. Like, he firmly told me, you can't live in this cell. But it ain't no problem. You can get time to get the fuck out. But that's what you're going to do. So he's basically telling me that before I even met anybody yet. You know what I mean? So it's still that first morning, man. And I'm, like, standing by my door. I'm just trying to pick out who I'm fixing to go talk to because I really don't know what the fuck to do. And uh, the first black dude that walked by, he was young. I said, let me, let me holler at you. He stopped and said, what's up? I said, bro, where's the crip said? Who's cripping in here? But you know what he told me? He said, man, I don't know, fam. Hold on. And he yelled down to the bottom, hey, Joe, Joe, is there any crips in here? Joe said, I don't know. 
And I'm like, what the fuck? They don't know. I say, bro, what the fuck? He, the dude said, man, where you from, bro? I said, man, I'm from Galveston, dog. He said, oh, shit, man. You need to go down to 3 sale, bro, and holler at eBay, man. Go talk to him. And I say, oh, okay, cool. Somebody from fucking Galveston in here, right? Righteous. So, look, go down, open the sale, and it's eBay, man. Blood cat. I'm like, man, what the fuck? They sent me over here to talk to a blood for, man. It's crazy. What the fuck? I'm thinking they just set me up. Instead, he says, hey, Tim, what's up, baby? Because we was in the damn core tanks together when we went fed. He was in one cell and I was in the next. We chopped it up the whole time. Now, here I am actually walking into prison, and he's in the cell. So, I'm like, God damn, eBay, what's up, man? He say, what's up? Uh, I mean, you know, he didn't really know what, I don't really remember what he said, honestly. We just kind of said hi to each other. And I told him how long I was there for. He said, okay, man. He said, uh, we got us another tight white. I'm looking at him like, what the fuck you mean? Another tight white, bro. What is that? He said, nah, chill. He, he seen I was kind of like, uh, what is a tight white? He said, nah, chill, bro. We got a homeboy here named Tight White. He lives upstairs. I said, oh, fuck, okay. When I went over there, there was already a white guy that was a blood from Austin. And his name was Tight White. He was doing 20 years. Young as hell, but he was the coolest white dude ever. Excellent basketball player, and everybody liked him over there, man. So when I showed up, there was already a gang-banging white boy there named Tight White from Austin. Much respect to him because he was a G, man. Never folded. And uh, I was the second white boy over there gang-banging, and they said probably the first ever white crip. Well, see, this is what the confusion was and where I got so misunderstood. I'm trained by the state, y'all, where you walk in, claim your shit, and go. In the federal system, I walked in to my where the crib. They looked at me like I was a fucking clown. Like, where are you from? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, what the fuck's that matter, man? Where's the Crips? But that's just not how it was in the feds. So I found out real quickly that first day, eBay literally took me by the hand and said, bro, come on, I'm going to let you meet the homies, man. It ain't very many of us. I said, yeah, all right, cool. Look, we go outside. When we go outside, there's two cats waiting on us. And they shake my hand and say, all right, what's up? And they tell us, now we're a four-man car. I said, what? Y'all was a three-man car? They said, yep. Now we're a four-man car? They said, yep. I was thinking, oh, shit, man, this is going to be wild as fuck. We're on a giant crazy prison. There's only four of us. Now I'm thinking, oh, shit, I don't know what's coming next. Now, as, as I'm meeting these cats, man, shout out Ace, Danny, you know what I'm saying? Shout out with Mike, man. One of them's a Crip and one of them's a Blood. So that means our car is two Crips and two Bloods. And it's just us, man. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. So, look, they they taking me to the shower hall, showing us where we sit. We got a table right here with the Houston cats. That's where we sit. Uh, we do this. We do that. Use that door. And there were so many things. They took me to the rec yard, showed me here's our table. Here's our horseshoes. Here's our area. Everything was so separate, so divided, man. It was unbelievable. See, in the state system, man, they are piled on top of each other. Like, literally, the day room is so tiny, you can't even turn around without bumping into each other. In the federal system, man, you got room to spread out. There were seven TVs in our day room, y'all. That was what's crazy. And listen, hold on. Everybody has always wanted to know who ran shit, who won, who did this, who did that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, Beaumont Medium was a Tongo Blast prison on the Hispanic side. 
Like uh, Tango Blast run everything on their side. But on the black side, now nah, it was Houston and Louisiana. All the men from H-Town, all the men from Louisiana there. So it was so many. It was just unbelievable, man. It really was. It was like a whole different world. And there was no such thing over there as a blood car or a crip car. Not at all, man. Even the guys from Louis, uh, excuse me, from Los Angeles, Bloods and Crips eating together, smoking together, fighting together, doing everything together, man. It was 100% geographical, all about where you're from, man. And that was real, real strange to me. Being that Galveston is from Houston, you know, up under Houston, like that kind of on the map, that's who we ride under. Like, we sit at their tables, and they let us do it. You know what I'm saying? They full respect us, and we full respect them, and... Just kind of get in where we fit in, you know what I mean? But we were never doing any plan. There was nothing false, no fictitious. Everybody's paperwork was good, and we were all straight, man. But that place was a, it was a hell of an experience for me. So that very first day, I had to find a cell to get the fuck out. And the only cell that was open was a black dude from Utah. And that black dude from Utah had, like, OCD, man. He was real, real bad about it, needing a cell cleaned and not liking a celly. He had ran off his last five to ten cellies over there, man. And he always had a cell by himself because he was real big, real crazy, and annoying as fuck. And that was the only one I could go in. So that's what I had to do that day. We literally talked to the counselor, get my shit moving, and I move in with the black dude. And he wasn't even happy about it. Not at all. I mean, he was totally hostile to me moving into his shit. And that was a terrible feeling, y'all. Like, you got the people here saying, you got to move in, and him... Knowing you got to move in, but still not liking it, you know what I mean? So, I ended up having to live with that guy for about a week, man, so I got me a different celly and did a little bit better in there, so that was cool. And shout out to G-Nut. Listen, my partner G-Nut, he's going to come do an interview, too, and probably start a channel, because he's up there in H-Town, and he does a lot with the music. He's got a studio and doing a lot of production work and stuff like that, so y'all look out for the homie G-Nut. We'll be having him on here, too, but uh, basically, these guys, like, man, they had to take me by the hand. Being that I've been in a state prison and state jail, they still had to take me by the hand and show me how the feds was, man. It was so different. The politics in there is full blast, like Los Angeles, California type shit. Uh, you have a white side, black side, Mexicans in the middle, man. It was just, it was real, real weird, man. And I got a bunch of good-ass stories from the federal situation, y'all. So I'm not going to give them all right here. I just wanted to let y'all know that I am going to start working on that. I'm going to let y'all know how... How I found a different cell, who helped me get it on, uh, how I opened up my little business in the feds. Got started doing all that and did a bunch of stuff all the way to the end where I got removed off the yard and they tried to kill me, y'all. So that's how my story ends. But I'll get to that later on, you know what I mean? So thank you for checking this one out right here. This is just uh, showing how I got there. Now I'll get ready to start telling y'all what it was like. Much love. Tim Snow, Texas Prison Story.